0: Welcome to episode 47 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. My name is John. And you know what, John? Nope. According to my Facebook on this day, seven years ago today, this very evening, February the 6th, you and I and Julie and others went to the Winthrop, I don't know what they called that, Community not community. It was at the high school, but they had a different name for it. But we went to the Winthrop High School and we watched the world premiere of the Putt Putt Syndrome. Oh God. (laughs) And where the Putt Putt Syndrome was an independent movie filmed here in Maine,
1: and you were an extra
0: in that movie.
1: I was in two different scenes.
0: Yes, and it's still yet to be released in any way, shape, or form other than the
1: time we saw it. Yep, I, I have not heard a single peep about it since then. And that was seven years ago. Well, maybe it's a good
0: thing. Yeah. And, but, you know, honestly, I didn't think it was that terrible of a movie. No. Uh, no. I actually thought it was pretty good. Uh, stars Jason London from Mallrats fame.
1: Yes, the uh, the jerkier of the two London brothers.
0: Yes, and uh, I don't know, I can't think of his uh, r- real name, but it was the Todd from Scrubs. Yes. And you got a nice, sweet picture of you and the Todd high-fiving, so, I mean, that was worth it alone.
1: It was. It was definitely worth it.
0: <laughs> uh, anyhow, I'm going to jump right out with, uh, I watched the Super Bowl last night. Did you watch the Super Bowl? I know you. you just, sometimes you watch it for the
1: commercials. Uh, no, sir, I did not.
0: Well, it was one hell of a crazy game, Uh, and I'm sure everyone's heard about it or read about it, but what I want to talk about was the trailer I didn't expect that I saw last night that got me very excited, and that was Stranger Things Season 2.
1: Yes. I I knew that they were coming out with that during the Super Bowl, so I was excited, and uh, so I checked it out online afterwards, and yeah. Yeah that got me excited as well. I mean it's a great
0: teaser because it really doesn't give us a whole lot. Nope. Um but we got to hear the badass theme music, we got to see the characters and uh yeah, so
1: Halloween I'm a, a excited nice vintage ego commercial.
0: Yes. Yes. So this this Halloween I'm excited. October's a great month. Uh for me already, because we got the new Friday the Thirteenth movie allegedly coming out this October, and then confirmed we do have the new Saw movie in October, and then of course now Stranger Things season two confirmed for October. So, yeah, pretty excited about that.
1: <laughs> I, I'd just be happy to get through February right now, but I, I <laughs> yeah. hear what you're saying.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so anyhow,
0: uh, what what John? What, what what did you
1: watch this week? Uh, I watched a lot of stuff, and it kind of like I look back at my notes, and it feels like this week took a lot longer than it should have. Like I'm looking at some of that stuff and go, "Wow, that was this week! Holy God, what happened?" I to was me?
0: I was thinking the same exact thing actually when I was talking to Rude, and I was like, "Did I watch Legends of Tomorrow this week?" I feel like I might have watched it this week, but I don't know. So I had to go and, like, reread the synopsis. I'm so like, yeah, I did watch that this week. It felt like a long time ago, though.
1: Yep. Yeah, a lot of them did. Even the <clears throat> ones that I watched, like, a couple days ago, it feels like it was a long time ago.
0: It felt like a long week.
1: Yeah, it really did.
0: What I did not watch was uh, Blacklist uh, or... Uh, uh, Oz oh, one, Emerald City. Okay. And I tried to watch episode two of Riverdale. I think I got 15 to 20 minutes in. The head shaking was giving me whiplash, so I had to shut it off.
1: <laughs> I see.
0: Did you get through it yourself? I did, yep. Uh, was it worth it in the end? <laughs>
1: uh They, um, they're doing one of those tricks that they do on TV. Um, so by the end of the episode, as Jughead had, you know, prophesied the week before, they made their first arrest, which was his sister. And it was the principal and the sheriff showed up in class and she was sitting there and said, you're here for me aren't you and they're like we don't have to do this in front of your classmates and she's like it's okay take me away and they're like no just come out in the hall and she's like i'm guilty and they let her off in cuffs so they're doing that thing where you know oh did she really do it was she really the one that killed no you know it's not going to be that easy
0: yeah there was just too much drama too much drama
1: Well, that's literally all the show has going for it, is drama.
0: I know, I know. Unlike my wife, who, like, uh, she was watching a commercial for Empire, she's like, that show looks like it has so much drama in it, I can't believe I don't watch it already, because she loves all the drama. But she doesn't really care for teen angst drama, though, unless it's Rory
1: Gilmore. Which, that really won't be an issue for ever again, probably could be, though.
0: Very true. Very, very true. Very yeah. true.
1: But, yeah, Riverdale, um, it's, if anything, it would be a background show. I just, I really, after the second episode, I still wasn't sold on it. You're right. There is a lot of drama. You know, I think we had four different scenes this week where Archie was having a uh, – existential crisis about wanting to tell the cops that he had heard a gunshot that morning but you know the teacher won't let him because he he's going to get her in trouble and she could lose her job and he could get expelled and but he really wants to do the right thing and so you know different scenes where he's talking to different people about doing the right thing and whether or not he should tell them what he knows and it just kept playing out over and over and over well, and over
0: at the assembly at the beginning of the episode, when the principal was like, "If you know anything that may have happened, mm-hmm. you should come forward." Da da da. I'm just going, "Oh God, this is gonna be the theme." And then when I actually shut it off was when Jughead goes, "Geez, Archie, you and I were supposed to go away this summer on a trip, and you <laughs> bailed on me last minute. It was yes. Fourth of July weekend. Yes, what were you doing?" And then it cuts a commercial, and I was like, "Stop, I'm yep. done."
1: Yeah, when they have to be that heavy-handed with the narrative, Uh, I can't do it.
0: Yeah, same here. It was too much.
1: There's there's explaining backstory, and then there's just, like, forcing.
0: Well, there's there's feeding it to you. Spoon-feeding you backstory.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, heck. So, um, Gotham. Gotham, I maintain still to this day that Gotham needs a strong villain like Jerome in order for it yep. to be watchable. The episodes that he's in, it's like night and day compared to the episodes where it's oh. just the other characters.
0: It really is completely different. Um, I, I will say this, though. Okay. I did thoroughly enjoy the overly elaborate plan that Nigma made. To kill Penguin? Oh,
1: absolutely! I,
0: I thought it was hilarious. Yep. I mean, it was great. Um yep. But yeah, otherwise, and then you know, I mean, do you realize they're going on a three-month hiatus? Yes. Like they went on the winter, like nine-week hiatus or ten-week, and then they came back for three episodes. Same with Lucifer, mm-hmm. and now they're going on a like a three-month hiatus, literally three months. Yep, and. Lucifer is even going on a big, huge hiatus. Lucifer's not coming back till May 1st. It's switching it to a different night, it looks like.
1: Yep. So, yeah. They, they seem to be doing this with different shows. It's like the other day I suddenly had a realization. I'm like, I haven't seen an episode of Designated Survivor in forever. Um, I wonder if that's even still on. And it's like, it'll be back the end of March. I'm like, geez, they went way back in December. Well, it's like,
0: okay, with Gotham – I think we just got episode 14 or maybe – we got episode 15 maybe. So there's seven or eight episodes left in the season because it shows us a 22-episode season. Mm-hmm. If they come back April 30th, unless they do two episodes a week, you're looking at new episodes to the end of June. Yep. Which is unusual because most of these shows end mid to mid
1: to early May, maybe late May it seems to be a new tactic that they're trying to do to get us watching their new shows like APB and 24 legacy, you know, take the shows that we're already hooked on and we're already used to watching at a time slot that we're already used to and swapping it out for something else right in the middle of it. You know, give us a big cliffhanger like that one where, you know, penguins floating downwards and blood's gushing from his stomach and, you know, of course he's not dead, but, and then, oh, you won't be able to see what happens for another 12 weeks. Ha, 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 well, ha, Yeah,
0: ha, like Penguin's like dead. That's not happening. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's... I uh, mean, you I,
0: never know about...
1: The, the dead don't even stay dead in Gotham. No.
0: But the one thing they did, not one... Well, one of the things they did establish this episode, though, is, is Bruce's, like, I will not kill people.
1: Yes. You
0: know, so they're starting to establish some Batman guidelines, if you will.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Only, what, five years in?
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The- I, it's it's one of those shows when it's, I haven't completely lost faith in it yet, but it's getting closer and closer. But then they do like the Jerome episode, and that makes me want to hang around to see another Jerome episode.
1: Yes, Yes, I, I loved how his face kept peeling more and more, and he kept having to restaple it. God. And then when they literally punched his face off? Yes.
0: Not only was that kind of gross, it was pretty damn cool.
1: Yes, I agree with that completely.
0: But anyways, so yeah. yeah. <sighs> uh, timeless this week. Yes.
1: Uh, my least favorite episode of the season. It was definitely a weaker episode than we've seen. Um, yeah. I liked some aspects of it, though. I mean, okay,
0: there was no real big adventure like the three of them going off. It was Wyatt and Rufus going back to the mid-'80s, which the name of the episode was Karma Chameleon, mm-hmm. so I assumed Boy George would be seen at some point, and he wasn't. So no, I didn't,
1: I didn't assume that. I just figured they were doing a
0: play on words. Oh, well, anyhow, so...
1: As Rufus said, they were pulling a reverse back to the future. They were trying to prevent the parents of the serial killer from getting together for their one-night stand so that he was never born.
0: And honestly, that whole process was just, oh, she kept going back to the bartender, and then Wyatt would chatter up, and then something would happen, and then Wyatt would get desperate. And then a police officer would show up wounded, and then on and on. It was just – it was too much for me. It was just – it was ridiculously over the top, like one thing after another.
1: Cons- you know, considering the number of times in different episodes that we've seen these people like affecting history, and it's so easy to undo something. You know, exactly. kill a key player or something. It seemed like uh, this was this was almost the argument for you know, well, history wants to happen, or you know, it was a Doctor right. Who type argument. It's it's the only episode they've
0: done this in. Yeah. Where even where even Rufus was like, well, maybe it's fate. You know what I mean? They're yep. fated to be together. So it was just garbage. And then, of course, in the end, Wyatt ends up accidentally killing the alleged serial killer's dad.
1: No, he didn't accidentally kill him. The guy slipped and fell while running away and died of a head wound.
0: Well, yeah, but he was running from Wyatt.
1: Right. I still so don't he, think that he'd be convicted. He,
0: he in a, No, no, he wouldn't. But he did inadvertently cause his death. There's a manslaughter charge in there, I bet, or at least a civil suit against him. But regardless, his actions cause that guy to die. They go back and they go back to the future, and the other two girls are alive, but his wife is still dead because shock and surprise—the murder on death row or, or the murder in life in prison—lied to
1: him, right? Or um, Flynn lied to him and set the whole thing up so that the guy would, you know, say right. yes. There could be something even heavier in there,
0: um, but the part of the episode they established, which I did like, was Anthony. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, is like Flynn needs to be stopped.
1: Yeah, because the, the, the woman Mouse they brought back from the um, frontier, oh, she's God. all for you know destroying okay. everything.
0: That was one thing I hated though, is when they cut to them and they're walking and, and like either she says like so that's the big secret, that's everything I know about Rittenhouse. Oh yeah. Like, oh I can't believe that. Even after what you just heard and they just you know, like that was that was like general hospital writing right there.
1: <laughs> you know, like yes, that, was, that was that was childish and lame for the writer yeah.
0: to do Um, but anyhow, so Anthony decides that Rittenhouse needs to be stopped. Flynn needs to be stopped. So we need to blow up our mothership. You blow up your lifeboat and then we'll all be good and it'll take them several years to reestablish, but at least we know they're stopped now. And instead, Flynn clearly finds out about it. There is a big explosion, but the lifeboat is, I mean, the, the ship is gone and Anthony's dead. Yep. No more Max Headroom on the show. Nope. Because he has another pilot, and I figured as soon as he got that other pilot, he'd be gone soon. Especially when she seemed to be completely in with everything Flynn wanted to do and Anthony was still torn over everything.
1: It was, again, you're right, it was a very weak episode compared yeah. to some of the ones that we've had in the past. But I feel like it was one that had to happen because uh, Abby even said it herself you know she was like you bring him in here every day to work with a device that could go back in time and save his wife i'm surprised yeah. he hasn't taken it by now and i think that's yeah. it's kind of one of those questions like we kept asking you know well why do they only have one pilot and then they were like we need to address that so they addressed it and now they've got a second pilot training yeah. same thing here you know it's like this guy really wants his wife back why hasn't he just taken the lifeboat out there to fix that okay well we'll dr- we'll address that and and they did it. How do you think
0: they're going to come out of this now? Like d- to to make sure Wyatt stays on the team or are they going to find someone new for a couple episodes? And then for some reason, Wyatt has to go
1: back with them. No, I think that it's going to be one of those where they're like, you know, have you learned your lesson? You know, yeah.
0: see, I, I feel like it is, too. And that seems like what he did should be, you know, more than that, because he stole a time machine
1: potentially did yeah. what Garcia Flynn is doing.
0: Exactly. I, I like when Rufus goes, no one's going to believe that, you know, you're making me do this. Oh, well, hold on. See, he pulls a gun out Yeah, for the cameras. And then the boss is like, there's no way Rufus. was <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then Lucy didn't even try to pretend like she didn't know about it. She immediately says like, oh, no, I was there. To, you know, I had to. I, I, I was their diversion or something like that. Like she even openly admits that she knew about it and just waited before she said anything because she's like, it's not going to do anything to me. Right. Uh, but anyways, again, I don't hate the show. It's just that's definitely the weakest. I oh. didn't hate the episode. It was just the weakest episode. I was going to say, season. I don't
1: even come close to hating this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I didn't
0: mean the show. I meant the episode. I didn't hate the episode. It was just the weakest one this season. But speaking of hate. I hate and despise Jimmy Olsen as the guardian on Supergirl.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Do tell.
0: I, I just, I don't like it. I just don't like it. Jimmy Olsen. That's, you know, like to my, to me, that's not who Jimmy Olsen is. You know, um, not everyone on the show has to be a superhero or a crime fighter or whatever. Like, I mean, literally there's not a single character on the show. That's not now. Right. Cause cat, cat, you know, catness, not catness, but you know, cat's not on there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, everyone that's basically featured on the show, other than say like Kara's editor, is a superhero or crime fighter of some kind. Right. Or a police officer. So, um, and then of course, Kara finds out that Jimmy's the guardian. So, it's like at least they addressed it and got it out of the way rather than dragging it out longer. Right and um and then later on at the end when uh Jimmy you know decides that it's better to show Kara up and, and prove that she's wrong as opposed to working together to stop the violent dangerous criminal
1: right right he's gonna protect his ego after all he is a man yeah but um yeah I don't
0: know I, I guess that, that was again this is probably my my least favorite episode of supergirl this season a show that uh I enjoy even though there's several people I know that do not.
1: I like the twist that Livewire was broken out of prison to basically clone her powers.
0: Yes, she was a victim. Yep.
1: yep. And and so they had to – you know, Kara was having the problem with having a nemesis, which is cool because, you know, the, how many other superhero shows really address the whole nemesis thing? I mean Flash – they don't even talk about it being a nemesis. It's more just like, Oh, well, this is the big bad for this season, you know? And and he's trying to stop me, but she's really having this whole, you know, I don't like having a nemesis. I don't like having one person who hates me and, you know, that I'm always at odds with. (laughs) Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, I, I don't know. I thought the episode was fine, but you're right. The thing with guardian that keeps getting me is how is he, so good at doing what he's doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, they haven't established if he has any other training or background or whatever other than he was a photographer and he he was Superman's quote-unquote
1: sidekick, but not even really. No, because yeah. what would Superman need with a sidekick? He'd literally be extra baggage. He'd constantly yeah. be trying to protect the guy, yep. keep him out of harm's way, flying him places. So... I don't know where he comes up with these fighting skills and you know ability to dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Yep, all over the place, and it's it's bothersome to me that he just is considered. You know, he put on the suit, so naturally, uh, I would think that weeks would go by while he was just learning to move in a suit like that. Yeah, you would think. You never see like, any training montages. He hasn't set up a base where he actually like trains to block projectiles or weapons or anything like that. Very good point, because on Arrow, we see Oliver working out all the time in his downtime. Yeah, and,
0: and we have montages where he's training his students. Yeah, that's very true. Even on Flash. and Flash, they, they train. Yep. And all the characters on Legends of Tomorrow, they've established that. They've had background training, or not,
1: or whatever it is that they do. Or they'll remind you, you know, they're obligatory five or six times per episode that the League of Assassins is a thing and that some yeah. of them were <laughs> former members of.
0: Right, right. So anyhow, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um. Well, they did this. What was it Monel? Yep. Uh, was wanted to be a hero. They established because he loves Kara, and that. Uh, yeah. That he loves Kara and that uh, he's the prince, I think we established? Or was that the last episode? That was the last episode. Okay. What, was this. Okay, I see, I'm merging the two. Is this the episode where uh, Jean Jones uh, decides that the white Martian's not evil and he's going to let her free? Was that the last episode as well?
1: No, that that was this episode, and it's because he had his whole hissy fit. You know, when she's dying, and they're like, "You've got a mind merge with her," and he's like, "I will not give the memories of my babies to her." Yeah, and then he's like, "I will give the memories of my babies to her." Yeah. And then they mind-merge
0: and he sees that what she actually did and how she felt and how she put herself in danger and everything and freed all the other, mar- you know, the other Martians and And then she warned that the white herself.
1: Martians are coming after them. And,
0: yes. You know, so yeah. now
1: they're friends, uh, you know, until the next episode when he finds another reason to not be friends with her. And then by the end of the episode, he'll have a heartfelt turnaround and he'll be friends with her again. That'll
0: probably happen a few times, yeah.
1: Yep. yep. Uh, anyhow... Um,
0: Lucifer, you watched Lucifer?
1: I did, and as you said, Lay it this, down. Was a, uh, this was the finale before, you know, they go on hiatus again. And uh it was not bad. We got more of a look inside Hell, although it turns out that Hell is, uh you know, like what had happened was at the end of the last episode, it uh, was a continuation where Chloe had gotten uh, poisoned by that master poisoner guy. And so she was dying and they needed an antidote. So, you know, some of the team were tracking down the guy who had smuggled stuff in for her and or for the uh, poisoner. And Lucifer went to hell to talk to the soul of the doctor to get the formula for the antidote. And the doctor was reliving the moment where he, uh, you know, was in the exploding Uber car and rescued his uh, thesis instead of rescuing the other guy in the car and then everybody was just calling him an asshole and a murderer and you know a monster and you know what's wrong with you and he was trying to explain to them over and over again that it wasn't him and then it would all reset so that was his version of hell was being tormented by these people every day they'd tear him apart afterwards and um so lucifer came and took the formula from him and told him, you know, well, if you give me the formula, then this can end. And he's like, it never ends. It never ends. So the guy gave him the formula and Lucifer's like, obviously you don't understand how hell works and left him there. Um, because you know, that's how hell works. Uh, but then Lucifer got trapped in his own hell over his guilt of having killed his brother. And it was, he found himself standing there repeating the murder over and over again as his brother's talking to him, um, but the thing was he couldn't stop himself like he was it, the the blade almost like did it in itself like pulled him in and had him kill him over and over again and he was really torn up about it and then you know his mother came down to hell to because she has been in hell for so long the the thing that really bothered me though is that when she came down to hell she was still wearing trisha helfer's skin and that's not right she was just inhabiting that meatbag so she should have come down as like a spiritual being type of thing Whatever, right. it's storytelling. I guess it's how they're doing it. Um, but you know, she dragged him out of his own personal hell, so now he's still worried about that because he's the leader of hell, and it affected him that much. And they rescued the the detective in time, and it was a, a heartfelt episode in many respects. But I don't know. They, they'll be back after the hiatus, and hopefully, they touch more upon like. The reason that she's in his path, the reason – because they kept bringing that up over and over again this episode is that, you know, God did this. It's his fault. It's, you know, this is his doing. You should be mad at him. He put her in your path to make you vulnerable. We don't know why, but it's obviously part of his grand plan that he never shares with anybody. And So I think that's going to be the tail end of the season is really talking about, you know, what's going on with that. Maybe we'll even see God.
0: Well, that would be rather quick. Yep. I figured they'd hold that off for a while before we saw God. Yep. Oh, well. Oh, well. So, did you enjoy
1: S.H.I.E.L.D. this week? Um, I did, but I think it was more because it was just S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I take it you didn't uh, like it?
0: Well, um... I'm glad we found that they dealt with the May issue with her being the LMD May and they unveiled, that got unveiled and, and learned and so they've got her deactivated because they can't find real may and then the uh, they burnt the LMDs of uh, Radcliffe and um, Ava. Ava now was that the second Ava or was that the original the, the one that the first Ava?
1: Uh, I believe that that was the first one, you know, the one that uh, Fitz was hiding the head of. Okay.
0: So they've been destroyed, and now they don't know where May is. Um, And then there's that guard. There's that guard. There's that Russian that basically is blaming Coulson for everything wrong, everything bad that's happened because he's always been there. And then they showed a bunch of badass pictures of Coulson from the movies. Right. Or in the background. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know if I liked all the uh, Patton Oswalt playing three different character things
1: because apparently they're quadruplets. They, they've established that since way back in what season two, you know, yeah. that there were multiples of them, and you know, are they clones? Are they, they said in this one, you know, that they were the original LMD uh project, but it wasn't really because, yeah, like you said, you know, there were four of them. Um,
0: yeah,
1: I, I liked seeing the uh, boss from son of Zorn playing their sister because she kind of bears a resemblance to them.
0: <laughs> was it their sister or mother like I was genuinely confused if that was their sister or mother sister okay yeah, All right. I believe that she looks young work. but I, I feel like like it was implied to me that was that was mom for some reason no, Ouch, No, I think she okay. would have been much right. older if she was a mom. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. So it confused me a little bit, but oh well.
1: It it wasn't it wasn't the um, greatest episode. I kept waiting for the twist to be that um, they'd open up the satchel that you know LMD may hand it over, and it would be some other book because you know Coulson was behind the scenes hiding. With that satchel in a, a room filled with books, and I have suspected right. that he would have pulled the old switcheroo because nobody ever opened the bag to make sure that it was in there. They just yep. assumed and were like, "Okay, we're taking this." I can't believe that he didn't actually swap it out. It seems yeah. kind of a, a a Coulson thing to do, and yet he did. Well,
0: Okay, at the end of the episode, do they do they show that he has the actual book? Yes, is all he. Okay, they did all right. I couldn't remember I remember him coming in and getting the the case from me, but I yep. don't remember him seeing him opening the book. So. yep
1: uh, he wasn't opening the book. it was sitting right on the uh, table behind them as they were all talking about what they were. okay. Do. okay, cool yep. well, cool, but at the same time, like I said, that was a very Colson it would have been a very Colson thing to do. Yes, it would have been. but I, I guess they can't all be winners in that respect.
0: No, no, they cannot. Um, Flash? Yes. So I enjoyed Flash this week because it established uh, HR is definitely never going home. So I guess I didn't enjoy that part because I don't really care this version of Wells.
1: (laughs) Well, where there's a will, there's a way.
0: But what I did like was Gypsy from Earth-19 came to bring him back, and the reason why was because he violated interdimensional law they have, which is punishable by death because he came to this Earth. Um, but it really established, once again, someone else showing Cisco like, you don't even
1: know what you can do. Right, right. Not, and we, this it, time it wasn't but, his, his doppelganger, Reverb. It was you know, right. somebody else with those powers.
0: And I thought there was one one of the little things they did this episode, and they did something similar on Arrow, which I really enjoyed, was uh, they popped into Supergirl's domain. Yes. And they were in uh, Jimmy's office, technically, and the assistant there, I can't think of her it's name, Testwalker. Miss Walker. Yeah. <laughs> she, uh, you know, we see her, like, witnessing the fight or whatever, and then they disappeared. And she, you know, they went through another portal. And I just thought it was really cool that they did that little cameo bit. Yep. Um,
1: and yeah, the, the yeah. portal fighting was really fun watching them, it you was. know, yeah. u- utilizing their portals, like a game of portal or like blink from X-Men Apocalypse.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, no, it I, I wasn't an Apocalypse. It.
1: Days of Future Past. There we Days go.
0: Days of Future Past. Yeah. yeah. No, I liked it a lot. I thought it was great. Um, I also, <laughs> I thought, was it, uh, Ju- <laughs> is it Julius or Julian? Julius. Julius. Julian. Julian. Uh, his inability to uh, talk to people was really funny this episode.
1: Yes. Or to be,
0: Or to be sympathetic.
1: Yep. Yeah. No bedside manner whatsoever.
0: <laughs> oh, it was great. It was really good. I wish I could remember the one line that made me laugh the most when basically it was like, do you think it was luck? I'm that good. And Caitlin's like, oh, no, you, you did really great. And he's like, oh, clearly luck. But it was, you know,
1: yeah, I don't know. Yeah. it was good. It's it also good. it's nice to see uh, the Flash and Kid Flash training together. You know, we're finally yes. be- completely beyond the whole uh, "you're not ready." Uh, it, Barry's taking him out with him, and and they're doing training together. It's nice that we've moved on beyond the angsty part.
0: And not only that, I mean, as a matter of fact, Barry at the end of the episode tells Kid Flash, "You need to get faster because I can't be fast enough to save Iris from Savitar. You're the one that needs to do it." Right. Because the, you know, Kid Flash is faster than Barry and, you know, they're being egotistical about it or whatever. He's just like, yeah, you need to do this because I can't. Yep. So I thought that was cool too.
1: Yep. I like that they didn't just say interdimensional travel has been outlawed on our planet and leave it at that. They actually gave a little backstory about how some people invaded from another dimension and – almost wiped out the entire Earth, so they established these laws that there would be no interdimensional travel, zero tolerance policy.
0: Yep, and Gypsy and others like her, their job is to find and punish (laughs) those that deserve to be punished. Do you think we'll see her again in the future?
1: Yes, I do. Yeah, me too. I don't know that she'll be a uh, series regular, because I think she's got a job to do on Earth 19, but I think we'll definitely see her more times after this because she seems to be a good love interest for Cisco, uh, yep. a good mentor type, and he can also teach her a thing or two because, you know, thanks to Julian spotting her feet going off the ground, you know, he was yep. able to get the upper hand on her and he could say, look, this is what you're doing wrong.
0: And, of course, to establish that Wells is staying there and can't go home, she's like, I'm not going to tell him I lost this fight. I'm going to tell him you're dead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I killed Because I you.
0: can't ruin my reputation.
1: But that also means he's not going to be able to uh beam back any more of his exploits to that earth to try to make more money,
0: yes, yes, because he sells off uh stories with him being the hero, yep um yeah no it was it was a good episode it was I enjoyed it once again solid um uh, uh unlike legends of tomorrow, I guess I don't know like. I kind of thought they did a good job with Damien, Dark, and uh, Malcolm joining forces together to go against Eobard, basically, because they're like, we're not going to let you shit all over us anymore. Yep. And it did establish, they finally explained how Eobard was still alive and around, even though his, you know, uh, his ancestor had killed himself.
1: Yep, they tied it back nicely to uh,
0: the Flash episodes. And then... We basically established that it is uh, Hunter Zolomon as Black Flash is coming for him. I don't think it's Hunter Zolomon though. See, I okay, I, it's definitely Black Flash. Yep. And I had read online that it's it's supposed to be Hunter Zolomon as Black Flash.
1: See, I saw online uh, a behind this. I think it was legitimate, a behind the scenes type of thing where yeah. it was uh, Barry putting on the black flash makeup and costume at the very least. I think they made a mold of his head to do the prosthetics. Huh? Yeah. They, they had him, it was a time-lapse video and they had him in a chair, uh, like in wardrobe and they made a plaster mold of his head and it took forever. And, uh, I believe that's what they did to establish the head and then they could morph it as they needed to. I believe in the comics, Barry Allen was the Black Flash. They eventually determined that that's who it was. Hmm. So it would be interesting. But we had heard about this a few weeks back, that the Black Flash will be appearing on all of these DC shows as a foil for all characters, as like a Grim Reaper type. So I'll be very interested to see. I'm glad that it's not going to be a one-off, because it was a really cool concept. Pretty much the only cool thing about the episode, but...
0: It really uh, – okay, the end where they reprogram Rip and then he they send him to kill George Washington was tremendously groan-worthy. Yeah. Which actually we don't even see him pull the trigger. We just see him pull a gun and then they cut to credits basically.
1: Yeah. Why – we got into the safety deposit box. We got all of his memories. I'm going to reprogram some of them so that he's slightly different. Why not just reprogram him so that he sees you as a friend and wants to tell you where the spear of destiny is? Right? Why would you make right? him go back to the revolutionary time and mess up history? This is not timeless. You are not trying to stop Rittenhouse.
0: Cause I don't know how, what that's going to establish. I don't know what, like, we don't know what it is they plan on establishing by having him kill Washington. Like, how is that going to change things in the long run to benefit the Legion of Doom? Right.
1: So, I have no idea. Anyhow,
0: uh, no Lethal Weapon this week, right? Correct.
1: Okay. I watched Superstore. It was okay. Um, I thought that uh, I could really relate to the, um, the game that they were playing because there were a number of times at different jobs that I've had where reached the point that if I had to just keep doing what I was doing, I was going to go insane. So we would invent stuff like that. I know at linens and things, we used to, uh, basically play hide and seek with each other's water bottles. We'd hide them in interesting spots and make people go look for them. Uh, Different things like that. So I appreciated how out of control the game got.
0: I don't know how we established this when I worked at Movie Gallery on Bangor Street. But somehow it was established with Petrie and I where we would play baseball with a poster tube and the giant gumballs. So we would buy a bunch of the giant gumballs and then – one of us would stand over like in the gallery section and the other one would stand behind the registers and, and you would pitch from the gallery and then we would play baseball. And I don't know how that started, but it got carried away very quickly.
1: I bet. <laughs> it was fun. Yep. Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, you anyhow. definitely,
1: when you work in a job serving the public, there's definitely times that you need to do that kind of stuff to unwind, to not go insane, not murder the next yeah. person that comes through. And, right. Yep. Yeah, so I like that aspect of it. Uh, the whole Amy and therapy and girls day was a little over the top, especially considering it was the middle of the work day. Who has a karaoke bar open in the middle of the work day?
0: Yeah, that did seem, that did seem inaccurate to me. But uh, who knows, and who knows what they do in the big cities? Except they've established that's not the big city. They're right. like in Iowa or something.
1: Yep. Uh, I, I felt bad for Sandra getting uh, oh, cockblocked basically by the uh, that woman who's already trying to make a move on Amy's guy. Yeah, basically Sandra
0: finds her male opposite. Yep, or male counterpart. And then wants to keep the facade up that she's dating the gay guy. The, the right. gay district manager, yeah.
1: Yep. <sighs> which is I so She should have just been like, we broke up. Get away from me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. Um, it's a show I'll keep watching. Oh, yeah. You I, know, it's uh, it way. doesn't uh, – there's a few times when it does make me laugh pretty hysterically. But it's definitely like – I don't know. It's like the middle just got renewed for another season. I don't know how because it's always been to me like when I watch it like an average show, but it must just do enough ratings where they're keeping it running. And I think Superstore is going to be that same type of show. It's going to do just enough that it's, they're going, to, it's going to keep getting renewed every season. But right. like I don't know many other people that watch it. So. I oh, Arrow? Arrow. So, all right. Um, my favorite part of the entire episode is when Oliver call calls the uh, Star City Police Department. <laughs> yep. And he's talking to the uh, chief or the lieutenant or who the captain or whoever and, as uh, the uh, Arrow. And uh, he's like, how do I know this is Arrow? And then you see him, like, text on his phone, and then all of a sudden you see the flash run through. And there's a stick, you know, that says he's legit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great so. way to not have to bring Grant Gustin over and put him in costume, but yeah. to remind us all, hey, these guys have a working relationship.
0: Yeah, and they did that with the two shows this week. With actually, kind of with three sh- with three of the shows this week. With you know, um, Flash bleeding over to Supergirl, yep. Arrow bleeding over into uh, Flash, and then uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Like we talked about, how them tying in Flash to Legends with Eobard Thawne and everything. So and the
1: Black Flash
0: and, yep. and the Black Flash and everything. Yeah, so I thought that was cool. Um, all right, so in this episode, we meet Tina Bowman which, by the way, that's her undercover name because they reveal what her real name is at the end. And I was just like, what? But anyways, and Oliver and company want to talk her into joining the team. She's very resistant, okay? Uh, At the end of the episode, I love this part. They go on the roof where Tina wants to stop the bad guy that killed her boyfriend partner, and he also is a metahuman. Uh, But he has about 50 henchmen on the roof that they kill all of them. Yep. Okay. Oliver and Mr. Terrific and Mad Dog or whatever his name is and Tina, they kill them all without prejudice, without hesitating, without blinking. Oliver himself – Blows up a helicopter with an arrow and lets the debris crash down onto the ground, maybe killing innocent civilians. However, but definitely when killing Tina, the two people in the helicopter. Oh, definitely killing the people in the helicopter. However, when Tina is about to kill the guy that murdered her boyfriend, Oliver goes, "Don't do it." Yeah. What? What? Kill all the henchmen and the innocent bystanders, but don't actually kill the guy that they're there for. The right. guy that you know is the most dangerous one of everyone that was up there that they were fighting. Don't kill him. That was that because that killing
1: was, is wrong, and it won't bring anybody back. You just it murdered won't so many people. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it the, was not to mention the fact that Mad Dog. Is still running around with live bullets. Yep. They, they have not reached a point where they have developed some other kind of technology. You know, like S.H.I.E.L.D. has I icers. Shield.
0: Yes. Yep. Yeah. You'd think they'd come up with something. Nope. He is just shooting people.
1: Yeah. Why couldn't they have reached out to, like, Cisco and said, look, this guy really likes <laughs> guns. Could you find a non-lethal version for him? Yeah, it was just – yeah,
0: that, that, that whole thing of them, he, and them killing everyone and then, or, you know, what would – I don't know what his name was. What would Tony want you to do? And then yeah. she shoots and kills him. Yeah. He'd want me to do that and then she walks away.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to point out that with Mad Dog – He's firing two pistols independently of each other, at least one of which seems to have a full auto setting on it. They both have a full auto.
0: And I noticed that, too. Yeah. The
1: spray is just coming, And they yeah. all seem to be hitting their targets. There is no recoil whatsoever.
0: Yeah, no. A
1: fully automatic pistol, I don't care how strong you are, that's going to buck and kick.
0: And honestly, not to mention the size of the clips that he has in those guns. One... <sighs> yeah emptying that magazine. Yeah. Practically. Maybe maybe two, but two little wraps of the trigger is definitely emptying that magazine, so
1: yeah. It was also really weird and awkward that they were doing um, product placement for Big Belly Burger, even though it's a fictitious – Dude, spot. They, yeah, Big Belly Burger is
0: in every town at DC on CW Universe.
1: Yeah, that's what they feed all the prisoners yeah. down the pipeline.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, they brought. Uh, uh, I can't even think of his name. The mummy kid there. Uh, brought Felicity some.
0: Yeah.
1: Don't know why he got sidelined. Why, why is he left back at base? He's actually the only super powered one of them and probably could have done the best to preserve lives. Yeah. And, no, no.
0: We still and then we have
1: two separate scenes in Big Belly Burger with. Yes,
0: where Mad Dog is eating giant burgers.
1: Yes, and talking about how great they are and showing us the audience these burgers. And I'm like, why? If this was like Burger King and they were trying to do a product placement, okay. <laughs> but this is a fictitious company and they're doing stupid stuff with it. I didn't even think of that, but you're 100% correct on that. It, it was really awkward for him to be doing that. But I guess – and I didn't like the fact that, like, Oliver decided he wanted to call up uh, Star City PD, so he had to get up, step away from the table with the two people who would be able to keep his secret yep. and stand in the middle of the diner surrounded by other people, make yep. his call, and then go sit back down at the table with them.
0: There was some plot holes. Yeah, yeah. Yep.
1: Oh, yeah. But it wouldn't be Arrow without them.
0: But this Arrow, this Arrow, this episode – Finally, in flashback form, establish how we got the the hood costume and first started using a bow. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 I can't wait for these flashbacks to stop.
1: Me too.
0: um And then, of course, the biggest you know pay dirt of the whole thing is Tina comes back. Yes. She goes to Star
1: City. She
0: goes and sees Oliver. She's like. You still got a spot for me on your team because I think I want to be uh, on your team. And Oliver's like, yeah, Tina, you can. And she's like, by the way, my name's not Tina Bowman. That was my undercover name. Oh, well, what's your real name then? Dinah Drake. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I knew a Dinah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Kind of bugged uh, me.
0: So Black Canary's replacing Black Canary. Uh-huh. Yeah. And here's the other thing, okay? When they did that, then in my brain I'm going, when Arrow when Green Arrow then called Star City PD and said I want to know about Tina Bowman, the captain would be like what's <laughs> <fuck's> that? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I'm just going to confirm the name of one of our undercover officers. Right, exactly. her undercover name. So uh, I thought that yeah, anyways. Obviously we punched a lot of holes in Arrow today. <laughs> but
1: I think every week we punch a lot of holes in Arrow.
0: I do. You know, I looked and I'm like, that's actually been on for five seasons already. Like, yeah. I cannot believe it's been that long already.
1: Yep. It's crazy, but uh, I don't know how it keeps going the way that it does. No. It's got to be, you know, the um, the whole greater than the sum of its parts kind of thing or, you yep. know, by your powers combined, I am the DC TV universe. I think so. I, th- I Honestly, I do because... You know,
0: you have four shows, and it's not like they're all winners every week. Right. But I think because you, it's like in the preparation of the once or twice year when they do do the crossovers, you want to make sure you're up to date. Right. So you're going to watch all four of them and, you know, geek out over the little crossovers that they do um, or the little nods like I did this week. Um, yeah. But Flash is the one that, to me, is is holding the strongest.
1: Yes, I still feel that the character development on that one is the best. That the people yep. are the most believable. Uh, Supergirl would be my second choice. Yep, yep. And I would de- It would be a hard time for me to decide between Legends and Arrow because they that both would be a week right to
0: now. week change for me. Yeah, yep. um, I have 100 percent agreed with you on the rating of those shows.
1: Yeah. So how was Blacklist this week? Uh, Blacklist was pretty good, although I did have one problem with it, because at one point, Red just shows up in the apartment uh, while Elizabeth's out. It, it was an odd concept. This girl uh, has this super deadly, super incurable version of uh, meningitis, and but the thing is, it was almost like a X-Files type thing because yep. um she's a carrier, but she's immune. But it can only be transferred to somebody else by touching them. And then it's super fast acting, but it doesn't go airborne and it doesn't become transferable from them. So essentially she can touch somebody and very shortly they will like rot and die like their skin blisters and they choke and they're like, Ugh! And they die, 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 yeah, Frank. die. horrible death. But then, s- but then second
0: it, episode, the season that it's more of an X-Files thing than a blacklist thing.
1: Yeah. But then it never gets tra- like it's not contagious to anybody else. You can walk right over and like touch them and see if they're okay and it won't transfer to you. So it was very odd and I didn't like that aspect of it. But also the side story was Red showed up at the apartment and told Tom, I need you to go kill this guy. And he's like, I don't want to kill anybody. He goes, oh, I didn't mean kill him. I meant uh, pretend to be a killer. We'll kill this other guy and we'll fake this guy's death. And that way they think that you're the killer and they'll hire you. And that will get me to the boss man who's going to hire you to kill me. And it was really odd. Tom, Tom's just like, okay. I'll do it. I think they're trying to set him up for redemption because oh, you know, then at the okay. end. Yeah. At the end Elizabeth has this little heart-to-heart with him and she's like, "You know, I want you to be normal and I want you to, you know, be here in our lives, but I also know that you are who you are and I can't take that away from you and I want you to be the person that you really are." And he's like, "But will you love that person?" She's like, "I don't know." So they're basically setting it up so that he can go off to – and I think next episode they actually have him digging into his past and getting some more info on who Scotty really is and what happened to him.
0: Well, I will say, and I've said it before, I am looking forward to redemption a lot. Um, So whatever it is they need to do to get him over there, I guess we're going to have to deal with.
1: Yep. Yep. It it was just, it was such a weird concept for an episode because like I said, it just felt like an X-Files or a fringe type thing, which is not what Blacklist is.
0: No, it's not. It's not even close. They can't even bleed over into that topic frame. It just, that doesn't make sense.
1: Right. The title of the show is The Blacklist because The Blacklist is the list of, that Red kept of the most dangerous people that he's come in contact with. And these are the ones that are supposed to be going away or being stopped, etc., and this yeah. girl was actually, you know, the title of the episode is always the number on the blacklist and who yep. it is. And she was actually listed there. And I'm like, she shouldn't be. This is not a person who should be on the blacklist.
0: This is a person that should be in the hospital. know, yeah. But no, from what you're saying, it doesn't sound like it. Cause no. it doesn't seem like it's something that she's doing intentionally or, she's maliciously has this disease. Oh, she was doing it intentionally. Well, um, but she didn't like, Inject yourself to get the disease type no, of thing. No, no, but yeah. she
1: was broken out of a, um, quote unquote research hospital, but the research oh, hospital gosh. was actually, uh, researching a biological weapon based on her. So one of the guys who was treating her, she fell in love with him and he snuck her away. And now they were trying to find a way to make it so that he could be a carrier as well and they could live happily ever after together. Touching.
0: Yeah, that's a terrible backstory.
1: Yeah. So, if anything, that organization that was holding her and trying to make a bioweapon, they should have been on the blacklist, not her. Correct. Correct. (sighs) Keep poking those holes. That's what makes the most sense. (sighs) What else did you watch this week? Uh, I watched the premiere of Powerless. As did I. I did not like the premiere of Powerless. As did I.
0: It was... It was such a far departure from every other superhero show that we have on right now, which we knew it was to be fair. We knew the exact genre, but but it was also super weak.
1: Weak, grossly campy, um
0: oh, massively campy.
1: Like they even had Adam West as the narrator in the beginning,
0: and that yeah, was I the did enjoy best that part. though. Yeah. Yes, I enjoyed that. We got uh Crimson Fox, Jack O'Lantern, uh, for the bad guy, we had Adam West narrating. They made a Shazam reference.
1: Yeah, they made a
0: Joker and a Batman reference. Obviously, they made a Bruce
1: Wayne reference. They so, made I mean, a Superman just, reference with the kryptonite window. They made a Superman reference. I
0: mean, like, so I mean, they—they're definitely there's plenty of. You know, they're, they're, I feel like almost like, you know, sometimes when you get a pilot episode and it's just over the top because they want to get sold. Yep. And then it tones down from the second episode on once it actually is picked up.
1: I'm hoping it tones down a little bit. Well, considering in the first episode this girl is hired, we're told that she's the fifth new boss this year, so nobody really cares about her. And they're all pretty sure she's going to be gone anyway. And they don't like her because some of them feel they were being passed over and blah, blah, blah. And then. Moments later, everyone is fired because Bruce Wayne says that they're not profitable enough, which, come on, Bruce Wayne should not be caring that much about the day-to-day dealings of Wayne Corp., especially a piddly little department like that. So they're all fired because they haven't come up with any new innovative things, and then our heroine suddenly discovers, you know, somebody says, oh, I wish we could know that Jack Lantern was going to be around. (gasps) That's it. We'll make a detector that's based on his smell. Yeah. And And they did. And it worked. Yep. It worked so well that then Batman made his own version for the Joker. Maybe someday we'll work with Batman, guys. Oh, God. Ah. I know, yeah.
0: Those little campy nods. If they do little things like that every week, it's going to get old quickly.
1: It's already old quickly to me.
0: Yeah, them not realizing that Batman had a that is is is. I'm not saying they don't realize Bruce Wayne's Batman, but the Batman doesn't have some sort of connection to the to to the Wayne, you know, security thing because of him having the same exact device that they built. Yeah, like. Um, it's it to me that's almost as bad as uh glasses in your Clark Kent. no glasses your Superman
1: yep so uh,
0: and and if they play that out every episode it's just gonna no
1: no <coughs> it, it was like I knew that it was gonna be cheesy but this was almost ridiculously cheesy like, yeah this was something created by like a five year old type yep. of thing
0: like I'm, I'm not gonna say I hated it. I'm not gonna say I'm never gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch the next episode at the least. But yeah, it wasn't wasn't sold. Didn't didn't win me immediately.
1: Me so neither. It, well, it actually, like, if there was no middle ground, I was pushed more towards the this is garbage end of it, honestly. yeah, I'll still watch well, it to see if it was pilotitis and see if they keep up with it. But, boy, see, if that's the example of what they're going to run the rest of the season with, I don't see this thing getting renewed at all.
0: It's the Alan Tudyk and Danny Pudeet part that makes me want to stick around.
1: And Ron Funches. I love Ron Funches.
0: And Ron Funches, yeah. Ron Funches. Vanessa Hudgden or whatever her name is, I, I don't care. <sighs>
1: yeah she her character was very weak sauce,
0: yeah agreed, agreed. um I did watch a couple other news shows this week, but uh, I'm gonna like to hold off a little bit on those. Sure. What else you got
1: uh Big Bang Theory did you watch that?
0: I started watching I didn't get a chance to finish it the The part I saw is they're gonna very easily get a prototype from MIT so to help Sheldon detect emotions.
1: Yeah, very. That's as
0: far as I got.
1: Dumb the po- idea for an episode. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, I watched it, and honestly, I don't remember that much of it because it was so unimpressive to me. Yep, it was just you know another thing with Sheldon trying to read their emotions, and then oh, I don't even need a machine because I can tell you're angry, and I can tell you're upset.
0: Yeah,
1: Well, Who cares?
0: Um, grim was grim was.
1: Oh my god, I'm so done with this show. Yeah. I I, I'm so glad that it's in the in the final episodes because otherwise if if they hadn't announced that, I would have stopped by now.
0: Yeah, this is definitely, you know, the only thing I like is we got a like a monster of the week episode, but there's still a big underlining story going on and it's a long story. It is. If it wasn't the last season, I'd be so much more angrier than I am. Yep. Now I'm just like, oh, let's just put it to bed. Yep. Um, my note is Diana knowing everything is just annoying as shit. You know, she's sitting there calling, oh, Eve is down in the, in the basement thing. And, oh, I want to see Meisner. He's dead. I know, but I still want to see him. Yeah. And uh, the whole um, – you know, uh, they're going to have a uh, triplets now, a whole litter of kids. Right. Inside Julia, not Juliet, but inside Rosalie's belly. So it's just like, I don't know. It's too much. It is. And she, that
1: little Diana, is literally the laziest plot device ever. Oh my gosh. It she's, is. She's terrible. She keeps, like, oh, how's anybody going to find Eve down in the bit? Oh, never mind. Diana just, like,
0: yeah. Yeah, and how are they going to know what Eve drew? Oh, wait, no, no, Diana knows what she uh, etched into the wall, which for. apparently
1: her stupid glowing purple eyes are also a blacklight. Yep, apparently, yep. Oh, the show! It yep. used to be so good. It used to have yep. meaning and purpose, and then they burned the trailer down, and that kind of screwed that everything was, over.
0: Honestly, that was the jump the shark moment. Looking back
1: at it, yeah, yeah. Because they had that trailer was pretty much a member of the cast. Every episode they went to the trailer for something. They moved yep. it around to multiple different places to keep it safe. It was a big. It was almost like introducing people to the Batcave. You know, I want to yep. show you something and take them to the trailer. Yep.
0: It wasn't even killing Nick's mom. Killing Nick's mom was not the jump the shark moment. It was definitely the burning of the trailer. Yep. Yep. Because they lost all their weapons. They lost all their resources. You know. And I think you see that because they establish, oh well, we got to somehow get books back to him. So they have what Monroe's uncle has a whole collection of Grimm books that they get their hands on, right. but they still don't have the weapons.
1: Right. So yeah, the, there were some things in that trailer that were key. You know.
0: Yep. Like, for instance, the monster this week is that uh, basically some sort of beetle that comes every seven years, comes out of the ground, lives for 24 hours, then has to get a large woman to go back underground with him so he can feed off her for seven years.
1: Yeah. Talk about making your food go the distance.
0: Yeah. And then, oh, he happens to grab a vessen this time who is a hippopotamus Vesson?
1: I didn't quite understand that. but
0: I, I feel like that's what she was. And then she very easily bit his head off, which I don't know. It seemed like as a bug, it would be stronger. That shell would be the wing shell thing would be protecting. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking into it too much.
1: Yeah, I think you are. I don't
0: know. But it was, yeah, I was I was kind of disappointed with Grimm this week.
1: Yep. Um This week's episode of Man Seeking Woman was pretty good. Uh, it dealt with the, that point in the relationship when one of you realizes that the other person has more friends, is more successful and you start, uh, devaluing yourself. You know, Josh suddenly felt very inadequate because his girlfriend got, uh, asked to be on an ad campaign and suddenly she's being invited to these fancy parties and she's making more money and he's realizing that, you know, he's, his job sucks. The opening scene is he's uh his boss calls him in and he's like you know there's a big client coming in I want you to entertain him and Josh is like oh that's great you know what are we, are we gonna go to a movie or something he's like well not exactly you see he has particular tastes and he uh he's done everything that he could want to and the only thing that he likes now is uh, sports and Josh is like okay well you know I guess we could go see a baseball game or a football game and he's like no no. Real sports bore him. He is only interested in the most dangerous sport of all, hunting man. And so Josh is sent to be his target for the weekend to keep the client happy. It's ridiculous, but it was kind of funny. So I don't
0: know if it was Netflix or Hulu, but I found the first season of this show on one of those two. Hulu. Okay. And I said to myself, oh, this is the one John's talking about that he likes. I started watching it. I watched the first couple episodes. It's just not for me. That's okay. I love it's it. It's just like that other, what was the other show that I didn't like cuz it was too spoofy. Uh Angie Tribeca. Angie Tribeca, yeah. It wasn't as bad as that, but I was just like I I just couldn't get into it. It's this one's less
1: spoofy and more Yes, over much the less
0: spoofy. Yeah. Um I'm sorry, were you were you done with that? Uh
1: Pretty much, yeah. Okay, we saw a little right. kid in there that was, uh, a takeoff of Haley Joel Osman, you know, and he was saying, instead of I see dead people, I see unsuccessful people. And <laughs> it was different things like, you know, uh, I see that man over there. He, uh, he says he's a massage therapist, but I wouldn't be surprised if he just, you know, lived in his mom's basement and, and, uh, drove a bike down to the coffee shop every day. Stuff like that. You know, it was, it was just ridiculous kind of, uh, unsuccessful things. I like the way that they presented it. Uh, I've been there. I think everybody's reached a point in a relationship where they're on one end or the other. Either they feel like they're the more successful one and the other person might be falling behind or vice versa. Like, this person's going to leave me because I offer nothing type of thing. So it was nice. <laughs> and uh, the only other one that I watched that was um, – well, I did I, – I wanted to go back before I get into this. Emerald City. You said you didn't watch this week. No, I did not. Which it was good. This week's episode actually had a lot of flashbacks that okay. explained to us how for, uh, the wizard came to Oz. Okay. And the people that he was with, etc. Um, it, it definitely filled in some gaps there. A lot of big developments. And the uh, the girl from the Clockwork Kingdom of Ev had her yep. best mask yet, I think. It was great. Yep. But last week you had talked about how the fifth episode, I needed to watch it because after that episode, you didn't think you would ever watch this show again because it was terrible. What was it about that episode? Cause honestly, well, I watched the episode and I didn't find anything really that bad about it. I, it wasn't the not it but it yeah.
0: wasn't that it was terrible. I'd never watch it again, but it was like, I didn't like episodes one and two. Uh, three and four brought me in and I enjoyed it. And then the fifth episode after watching it, I was just like, ugh. Like, it didn't keep me into it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it didn't to turn me off enough that I wasn't going to watch it again. Mm-hmm. But it just, like, it, there was the consistency of, like I said, I liked the first two. I hated the first two. But I hate I just really didn't like the first two. Really enjoyed three and four. And then five was just like, ugh. Got like, you. it fell back to me. Like, you know, like... It started out like taking a few steps back, then it took a few steps forward, and then it seemed like it backstepped again. And but, based on what you're saying with episode six, I mean, I, I would love to see you know from what you've said, I would enjoy hearing that, watching yeah, that. Was, so
1: backstory there, and also we got yeah. to find out Lucas's backstory, or you know why he doesn't have no. memories. And yep. what he was doing out there that caused him to attack all those guards. It actually was yes. a very revealing episode overall. Yep. So,
0: so I mean that'll be I actually look forward to that because it will tell me what's happening with those characters. Yep. Yeah, definitely check so, it out. And the episode five, I can't think of the, that princess, the one that wears the masks. I can I can't think of her name either. I just right. think of Princess five. Okay, but her dress That was weird. Wasn't that weird?
1: Yeah. It almost like she was, had a piece of flesh up at the top.
0: Yeah, her dress was basically like it went all the way up to her shoulders, but it was like flesh toned with cleavage and everything that was connected directly to the dress. It was weird, yeah.
1: Yeah. It was it was weird. It was like they wanted to make a dress that made it look like yep. she was showing cleavage, but not really, but really. Like, if they had just taken that piece of material off, she would have been showing cleavage. Yeah. But her fashion is odd anyway. It really is, yeah. Um, and then the only other repeating show that I watched this week was The Magicians, uh, second episode of the season. Yep. Still really enjoying this. It was odd, though, the guy who they've got playing uh, one of the main villains – kept singing in this episode like he kept he, he's supposed to be one of those maniacal type like super smart but maniacal not to the level of the joker but maybe yeah. more of a riddler joker cross and so he kept busting into these musical numbers it was really weird the the mm-hmm. characters didn't seem to uh, appreciate it either but uh, one of the things that I've always liked about this show is that when they do magic, it's very intricate. You know, it's not like a lot of wizards or sorcery shows or movies that have magic in them where people just like throw their hands up and, oh, look, you know, I, I cast a spell or, you know, wave a wand. They they develop these specific hand gestures, almost like you're watching somebody play Cats in the Cradle without the string so different spells, they'll have different ways of moving their hands, and it really seems like they have to focus and they have to study these movements. It lends more credibility to the idea that magic takes effort.
0: Hmm. So it's almost like Tai Chi.
1: Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Huh, I, I really enjoy that aspect of it. Um, it's still a very good show to me. It's not something that I would say, you know, this is my favorite show ever. But I do look forward to watching yep. every episode every week. It's dark and it's twisted. And, you know, like I said, you get to see people's hands cut off. You get to see yep. bodies everywhere. And, yeah. So this was another solid episode. I can't wait for the next one. There you go. Yep.
0: So I watched a couple new shows this week as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched uh, – I actually watched all six episodes of Frontier on Netflix.
1: Ah, how'd that turn out? It must have all been right, good well, if you th- watched all six.
0: Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, for those that don't know, it stars Jason Momoa as a guy named Declan Harp. He's half Irish, half Cree Indian, uh, waging war at the uh, on the uh, Hudson Bay Company. Which is a fur trading monopoly up in Canada during the late 1700s. And the Hudson Bay Company is a real company that was established in like 1620, 1670, something like that. The time frame of this is in the late 1700s. And so I don't know if it's based on actual events or if it's just, you know, based on the fact that this company existed. And this is just like all these different state uh, countries battling for. Because apparently the fur trade out of the Hudson Bay was tremendously wealthy for whoever got it and did it or whatever they made a lot of money off it it was almost like hitting gold from the looks of things and um, yeah i don't want to give away too much by any means um, each episode is about an hour long 55 57 minutes i feel like maybe i'm wrong on that actually they've known it is more like a 46 minute episode show but it just felt really really long they all felt longer than they were Um, the writing wasn't terrible, but it wasn't the greatest. And there was a couple of times where I found myself shaking my head over some ridiculous, uh, plot elements. Um, yeah, I guess I'm going to give it a big okay. Okay. And the way they ended it, they ended it pretty much on a pretty big cliffhanger. So I don't know if we're going to get a second season or not, but...
1: It seemed to me like it was going to be and I hate using this because it's so overused but I'm going to do yep. it anyway. It seemed like it wanted to be kind of like a uh, a Game of Thrones type of thing but in the frontier.
0: <sighs> the one of the things they establish in the trailer is Jason Momoa's character really killing people and then yeah. just Okay, so in the first episode there's 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 a scene with him like in the first few minutes where he viciously kills some people. And that's about it. Okay. Really? Like, he, I mean, there's more killing going on. There's a little bit of torture going on. Um, the killings spread around. There is some pretty, like, graphic violence that I feel like are almost graphic for the sake of being graphic. Um, gratuitous, if you will. Like, a you know, a guy getting a sword in the face and another guy getting shot in the eye and everything.
1: Like from the third Saw movie on kind of thing?
0: Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um but you know, it's six episodes. So it's not like you have to uh, um, hash out a large chunk of time. And uh, you know, say this summer, when you don't have a lot of shows to watch, it's a, it's a
1: one you can watch Plus being um, six episodes long makes it a little more digestible if you know that you're not going to have to commit that much.
0: Yeah, that's what I was trying to say, basically. Yeah, it's like you don't have to, you know, um, I can't think of the word I want to use, uh, and it's frustrating me that I can't. But you don't have to reserve a, a large amount of time. Think, you don't have to invest a large amount of time in this movie because it's a show, because it's only six episodes. Gotcha.
1: Um, another
0: new show I watched, and I actually watched all ten
1: episodes, was Santa Clarita Diet. If I didn't have to go to bed last night, I would have watched all ten as well. I'm I'm six episodes in.
0: Yeah. um, So I really like this show.
1: (laughs) I love this show.
0: Um, It's got uh, Timothy Oliphant and Drew Barrymore, the lead characters. For reasons um, we don't know in the first episode, Drew Barrymore just violently pukes a lot all that over the place. That was a lot of puke. That was a lot of vomit, and for, and she basically she, we they establishes that she's a zombie. Yep, uh, and we don't know why, but she is. We don't know what caused her to change in that episode or anything like that. Um, the guest star was Nathan Fillion, which was like I was like I oh my god it's Nathan Fillion. Um, he didn't last long, right? No, no, <laughs> Gary,
1: Gary, Gary the yeah. sexual predator.
0: Massively. Um, so, I love the dialogue in it. I love Timothy Oliphant's character. He reminds me a lot of almost like um, <sighs> raising Hope, the dad. Garrett Nolan, Garrett Dillahunt's character on that show, kind of kind of reminds me of him as far as
1: his a little bit, but maybe, not as maybe. In but the it's respect- not. Go ahead. And maybe in the respect that he will do anything for his wife, you know, right.
0: blindingly.
1: Yeah. It's it's it's
0: in in the delivery of the character, how he delivers his line, his body motions, his actions, how he talks, his devotion to a blind devotion to his wife. But he's definitely not the uh, not a stupid right as as Garrett Dillahunty's character on Raising Hope. But just the way the character delivers and how he acts and everything like that. Um, I love the fact that the second episode is called "We Don't Kill People" and then the third episode is called "We Do Kill People." Yeah, um, each episode's basically twenty-nine minutes long. Um, they did a great job in these ten episodes establishing the characters, getting you to like certain characters, hate certain characters, uh, putting over their story that they want to get across. Um, I absolutely loved. The fact that Drew Barrymore's character, once she becomes a zombie, uh, they establish through the dorky neighbor kid uh, that she runs by her id. So uh, anything she wants to say, anything she wants to do, her sexual drive and everything, she just does it. And um, it, it generates some very hilarious dialogue, in my
1: opinion, through the series. I agree. Yeah, the uh, the dialogue was really the selling point for me. I really enjoyed the banter back and forth. Uh, some of the areas, you know, the, there was one episode, I think it was like the fifth episode in, where somebody comes in and, you know, he's like, oh, blah, 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 and he goes over the top with this big, you know, explanation type thing, and the two guys sitting on the couch just like stare at him for a second, and one of them's like, what reaction are you looking for here? And just the way that it was delivered is so perfect, it reminds me of the early episodes of shows like Buffy, you know, where it should have a serious feel to it. You know, this is a uh, zombie, and they don't know why, and so it has to, you know, you're dealing with things like, well, uh, I need human flesh to... to s- live on. And yep. they did that very well, too, very slowly, very subtly introducing it, you know, trying other types of meats, and it just wasn't yeah. working. And Well, initially,
0: before she ate Gary, you know, the raw hamburger and stuff like that was working for her, eating the bugs and everything. Right. But then once she had that taste of human flesh,
1: nothing else would do. Yep, everything else tastes Tasted terrible. And then they even go so far as to include points where, you know, her husband is eating an omelet, you know, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm trying it with sun dried tomatoes. That's really good. And, you know, it would just make her throw up, but he feels guilty for indulging while she can't have human flesh. And so they they have to work around that kind of stuff. Um, And like their
0: daughter knows what's going on. They are honest with her. They tell her the truth. The neighbor kid. The neighbor who's in love with the daughter knows what's going on, and 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 <laughs> the thing is that they try to do the most is they try to. The big thing that Timothy Oliphant and Drew Bamer's characters do like, is they want to be normal. Oh, we know we have this thing going on. We know that we have to kill people so you can eat people to live, but we're going to just try and be as normal as we can. Right. Yeah. Um, I really wish I had in front of me the dialogue. For the scene between Timothy Oliphant and Nathan Fillion when they're at the bar and they're having like their oh, big the
1: fist fight scene. Oh
0: my god, it is hilarious what Timothy Oliphant is just basically explaining, I would have done this years ago and you probably would have kicked my ass, yeah. but I would have gotten a punch in and that's it because that's all I have. That's my like, right. we'll I move. just. That's my one loop. I love that entire discussion back and forth. And and essentially it's not – it's it's a one-sided discussion with Timothy Ove. has this big, long dialogue and Nathan Fillion's is just little jabs here and there.
1: Yeah. yeah he's you like, know? we would have had this fist fight and I probably would have lost because you're a very substantial guy. And he's like, yeah, I am. And he's like, but you know – I'm a different guy now. Who would lose a fist fight? I have a wife. You'd lose a fist fight. Fist fight. Yeah. I have a career and and I've established myself and I'm a different person. But you and we established a fist, fist, fight. fist fight.
0: Yeah. It was great. It was just awesome. The scene later with her, with him and Drew Barrymore, where like she he he keeps making very inappropriate advances towards her, and she keeps just shutting him down, going, "No, I have no interest in having sex with you." And then finally, she's just like, "It seems like everything I say, you're just gonna push yourself harder against my vagina." Yeah. And and she does it. She goes, oh, there we are. Yep. So I just- I love the straightforward way with which she addressed everything, uh, and and just spoke. I don't. Know. It was great. All of them. It was like, great.
1: Like they have two neighbors, one on either side, and they're both cops, but with different departments. You know, Dan is part of the LA Sheriff's, and the other guy, who I can't think of his name, I want to say Max, but he's yeah. uh, with the Santa Clarita Police Department, and yeah. they hate each other. They yep. hate the the way that they do their yep. own police work. And it was fun listening to them go back and forth, uh, seeing yep. Dan's wife come over and, and compliment their daughter. You know, oh, you're such a lovely young lady. My son's in love with you. You're the queen of his spank bank. Yeah. It's just – it's ridiculous, oh. but it's great.
0: <laughs> Every – like – and if you watch that character, the one you just said, the the, the Dan's wife or whatever. Yep. And basically established through the entire run that everything that she says has a sexual connotation to it.
1: Yes. Yeah. She's pretty much Absolutely like the of the
0: group. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely everything is sexually involved, sexual connotation, everything, everything, everything. It's pretty
1: awesome. I think – For me, it wasn't just one thing. You know, like I said, I love the dialogue; that was a big draw. But you know, it's the fact that they all try to be normal. It's the fact that their daughter becomes a rebellious teen, but not in the angsty, goth, dark, twisted way. No, she's just like, you know what? After seeing my mom eat people, uh, (laughs) there's got to be more to life than trigonometry. So,
0: yeah, I'm just way too overwhelmed to go to school today, so I'm gonna
1: skip. You know, like, (laughs) but um, but you've never done that. I know. I'm trying something new. and it's also it's got good lessons on morality you know because they're talking yeah. about how uh, we had mentioned uh, that show uh, crazy head yeah, yeah. Where the girl was like, you know, oh, I'll just eat a murderer, or a pedophile, a they, pedophile. Yeah, they try to do that kind of stuff here, you know, where they're like, yep. oh, this is a bad person. But then, in more than one case, they get to know the person. And they're like, wow, this isn't really that bad of a person. You know, people can be wrong in their first impressions, which is also kind of the take on the zombieism thing. You know, yes. oh, she's a zombie. You should kill her. Well, she's really a good person, kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Um, um- I can't wait for you to finish the show so we can really talk about it in great detail. I, I don't want to give away too much, and right. I can't remember near the end especially what happened where episode – because I, I literally – I watched I, I I watched the first two episodes at home, and then I went to work, and then I put them on my tablet at work, and it was dead <laughs> all night long. So like I watched like seven episodes at work, and then when I got home before I went to bed, I watched the last two episodes. So <laughs> – I really powered it out in like 12 hours or something.
1: Yeah. I put it on yesterday evening because I yeah. was like, Oh, I want to have this to talk about for the podcast. So, yep. you know, I'll get an episode or two in. And I found myself like trying to stay awake so that yep. I could keep watching, but it, they're fast, you know, each You're one only is half 12, hour. 29 yeah. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Some were yeah. like 25 minutes and yep. they're funny and they're fast paced. So it really kept it going so that you just wanted to go right into the next one. Never felt like an obligation. Never felt like, you know, Oh, I suppose. I'll do one more. It was like, yeah, let's watch what's next.
0: Oh, and they're realtors, and they work together as realtors. So like that keeps coming up. Like they're trying to yeah. they're trying to establish they're going to kill this guy, but then they get a, they get a, a listing. So she's got to take this call for this listing because you know <laughs> they they got to be normal still.
1: That's right. Uh, and so. they definitely you know seem to invest yeah. in ponchos and protective ring oh, gear. God. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: It was great. I it mean It really is. It's a great show. I like the daughter. Yes, I like her character. I, I like, like the, boy the nerdy next neighbor. Door. I, yeah. I, love, I like the nerdy neighbor a lot as well. Um, the the rivalry between the city cop and the sheriff that is real life, folks.
1: I would imagine absolutely
0: it is. real life. Like the other night, I'm talking to one of the deputies on the phone, and he goes, "Oh, I got a fart," and he breaks wind. Of course, I'm talking on the phone, so he's in the car, and he said, he goes, hold on, let's see if it stinks. And then there's a pause. He goes, uh, yeah, I just failed step 10 of the state police recruitment question here <laughs> or something like that. And it took me a minute, and I'm like, oh, your shit stinks. I get it because a trooper shit doesn't stink. Ah. Uh. Nice, you know what I mean, like a little but That was a very clever jab. Yes. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> but there really is like that separation, that discontent between. And yes, ultimately, they all work together. But there's that underlining, you know, between the state and the sheriff and the city cops and everything like that. There is that little, little rivalry type thing going on, you know. So but that's true with anything in any any life. I mean, think about it. You go work a job if you're an evening shifter. This frigging damn day shifters can't do anything. Oh
1: know. yeah, they leave so
0: Yeah, so. Yep, but yeah, awesome show. If you're not watching it, watch it. My wife did watch the first episode, and then after that, she was done because she's like, I, you know, I like Drew Barrymore, but I I can't watch her eat someone like that. That's just not. That's not what I enjoy.
1: Oh, I love it. So I think. So it's anyways,
0: great. yeah. Yeah, oh, me too. I love it. I thought it was great.
1: It's funny. It's clever. It's zombies, but with a different kind of twist. It's good. Like I said, it's good social commentary on judging people and, you know, imagining that this person is the worst, but they're not really, and this person is good, but they're not really. And yeah. It definitely works on so many levels. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Did you watch any other shows? Uh, I kind of did. Um I was introduced to the – it was a sci-fi – back when sci-fi was still sci-fi channel. Uh, yep. It was a sci-fi miniseries event. Because of all the Emerald City that we've been watching, uh, oh. my friend Kelly was like, oh, you should check out Tin Man. And she owns yes, it. Yes,
0: I've, I've heard that's good.
1: I watched the first two episodes because, like yep. I said, it was a miniseries. It was three episodes. watched the first two. Uh I don't know if it was the day or the show but I kept nodding off. Yep. Uh it's slow paced. Yep. It's I've not heard, bad. It's another alternative take on The Wizard of Oz. Uh this time they're in the OZ which is um outer zone. Yeah. And the wizard is actually uh the mystic man and he tells people's fortunes and stuff like that while he's uh, hopped up on the witch's juices and vapors. So similar to what they've got going on with, uh, you know, the Wicked Witch of the West in, uh, Emerald City and her poppies. Uh, but you know, it's, it had some good stars at the time. The Mystic Man was Richard Dreyfus and, uh, it's not Dorothy, it's DG and they say it over and over again. Her name is DG, and that's Zoe Deschanel uh, Glitch, who's supposed to be the scarecrow, is Ellen uh, Cumming, and it's interesting. His head keep, kept throwing me off because he's got this weird hairdo where it almost looks like Johnny Depp in the Alice in Wonderland movies, but then there's a giant CGI zipper, or maybe it wasn't even CGI. Maybe it was part of the wig, but it's a zipper down the middle because that's how they got his brain out, and... Apparently, taking his brain out made it so that he couldn't remember some things, but he was still fully cognitive and could walk around and do whatever he wanted and come up with plans. Uh, Neil McDonough was Wyatt Kane, the Tin Man, and Tin Man was the name for uh, sheriffs in the O.Z. Uh, it was... It's, it's interesting. I'm going to watch the third episode so that I can, yeah. uh, see what's going on. It definitely picked up as it was going along, but it's still, it wasn't like the greatest thing I'd ever seen. I'm enjoying it, but would I recommend everybody go out and watch it? Not as of right now. Maybe after the third episode, but yep. I don't know. It's, it's not very, uh, You'd have to uh, buy the Blu-ray or rent it on Amazon type of thing. So it's not yeah. like it's easily accessible either. So I can't really right. give a hard sell and say, go spend your money on watching this. But once I've seen the third episode, we'll talk more. Cool.
0: I watched a trailer for a kind of a, a low-budget wrestling movie, a mockumentary, if you will, called Heel Kick. It was filmed in Canada. Uh, they have filmed the movie. The movie's been edited. However, they have a GoFundMe type Kickstarter thing. I think it's a GoFundMe uh, page where they're trying to raise like fifteen grand to finish all the post-production work that needs to be done on it, get rights to music, and a few other things like that. Um, I think the trailer looks hilarious. I think it looks great. It's basically about these two guys trying to break into independent wrestling. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So it's Keel Kick Movies, the website, if you want to go check it out for yourself. Okay. I probably will not, but... Fair enough. And then I did watch a, the trailer for the live-action Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Have you seen that?
1: No. Everyone keeps asking me if I've seen it yet. Yeah. I have not. I
0: I've, I have no intentions of ever seeing
1: this, really. so I was never a big Beauty and the Beast fan. Uh, I know a lot of people out there are. I don't disparage them, and I don't say, you know... Uh, Good for them. They can go do their own thing. It just never really caught my interest. You know, I was a Lion King and Aladdin kind of guy.
0: Yep. yep. Yeah. Fair enough.
1: Um, and then I got one more thing to talk about. So, do you have anything? Uh, I just had the uh, the new trailers from the Super Bowl last night. Sure, um, we finally got to see more of the Pirates of the Caribbean. I still won't go see it, but it was nice. It, it was a better version than the last trailer, I think.
0: I would agree with that. I think this. Tra- I think that trailer is better. I still have no intentions of watching it.
1: Um, yeah, it it looked more action oriented. There yes, was definitely a lot of. Pirates and zombies and boats blowing up and stuff. But still, I haven't watched since like the second movie, so I don't think I'll be jumping into this one. But good for them for making it look good. Uh, saw another tra- trailer for Transformers The Last Night. Um, yep, yeah, moving right along then. That Stranger yeah. Things 2 trailer was awesome. Yes, it was. The teaser. I love that it opened on the old 1980s Ego commercial. Me too. Me too. Uh, Logan had another trailer. Look, we're going to see the movie. You don't need to keep putting out trailers. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: Stop showing us the entire thing. Yep. We're going to see it. Yep. Uh, and the last one, which was all over my social media, it seems to be the one that most people were the most excited about. Everywhere I turned, somebody else was posting it, and that was the newest trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2.
0: I did not see that. I I oh. thought you were going to go with life. I saw a new life trailer during the Super Bowl. I did not see a new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Yes. And, and, and porn. porn. They've already released two. I don't think I want to see any more footage.
1: Well, it's not a lot of new footage, but it is good stuff because they show uh like – they actually, in the last one, showed you, like, Drax and Gamora and Star-Lord and being yeah. Groot. But in this one, they actually give title cards to Mantis, Nebula, and Yondu. And, uh, like, the final scene is really great. It's uh, baby Groot being, you know, sitting there, and he's like, I am Groot. And Yondu's like, what the hell is that? And Rocket's like, he just said, welcome to the frickin' Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> but he didn't use fricking. <laughs> and, and that's that pretty much it. True. You know, a lot of little scenes here and there, but yeah, Mantis and Nebula definitely got their own title cards. So they are going cool. to be, and we learned earlier in the week that Mantis will be showing up in infinity war. So that's cool. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so
0: I got one last show to talk about. Okay. The finish out, I guess this week. Um, so, I, I was looking into it and I realized I was not as far behind on Doctor Who as I thought I was. Oh? Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought there had been like, so we're, this is what, season 10's coming up in April? Uh, yes. Okay, and this is Peter Capaldi's third season Mm -hmm. as The Doctor. Yep. So I thought we'd already had three seasons of him as The Doctor plus a couple holiday specials in there. And so I thought I was at least two seasons behind. Well, I got the Doctor Who itch recently and I really wanted to watch some Doctor Who. Um, So I looked at it and I was like, oh – There's only been one season. I'm only one season behind on *Computer, Capaldi*, and in fact, I'm not even the full season behind on it because I watched his first season as the Doctor, wasn't a big fan of it, and then I watched the first two episodes, the first two part episodes of season two, Mm -hmm. and that's the one with the minefield and everything, and was it the mat? Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't like the episode. Oh. I didn't. I didn't like that story. I didn't like those episodes. They didn't pull me in. They didn't suck me in. And then, based on the first season, and based on that, I was. I stopped watching. I was okay. like, oh, no, no, I'm just. I didn't make it a priority. And then it just got. It had gotten so long to the point where I hadn't watched it that I didn't. I didn't watch it. So, um, I will say this. I I watched five episodes last night. Nice. Like when I got to work, I was like, I'm gonna throw this episode on. Let's just see where it takes me. And it was a dead night at work, surprisingly, after the Super Bowl. I was shocked. Um, but, yeah, I was able to get through five episodes, and I love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. They're great stories. There's great storytelling. It's not so much the Broody Doctor anymore like nope. we like we had previously in the season, first season, and the first two episodes of the second season. Um yeah, some really good stories. And right now, I just watched episode seven, was the last one. And that's the one with the, um, oh, what do they call them? The lizard people that shape shift into looking at the humans, and there's 20 million of them on the earth. Oh,
1: yes, yes, yes. Um, the, um, I can't think of what they're called. I can't either. I'm trying to right now. Yeah. But Some, anyway, somebody so. listening to this podcast is screaming it at us right now. I know they are. I know they are. So yeah, what, I, what were the episodes that you watched? That was the last one, but I'm trying to. Okay.
0: Think. So all right. I watched, um, episodes three and four took place on the submarine. Yes. With the ghosts. Yep. Okay. Episodes kind five and six. Is- huh? Yeah, really creepy. Yeah, and it was a good story. Um, you know, I enjoyed it. It was done well. Um, episodes five and six were with the uh, little Maisie, whatever girl from Game of Thrones. Yes. And so, like episode f- and episode five has, um, excuse me, has Clara in it. Yep. But episode six doesn't. She has a little cameo at the end, basically. Yep. Um, but anyways, yeah. So this he is where
1: was. Maisie Williams character's name originally. Yes,
0: yes, he gives her immortality to save her life because he's the Doctor. Yep, and of course, so the next episode, which is like the part two of it all, is it's been eight hundred years and she's pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> because she had the other she had the other device that she was you know to use on someone, but she found nobody worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, she hates hour by hour, day by day, living in this world. She has all these journals that she reads, and it's just everything so sad and depressing. It's that theory that we've talked about, or it's been explored in other shows where where you're so old and everyone around you's dying, and why hasn't the doctor come back to take me away with him? On and on and on. Um, I thought two great stories, actually. Two, you know, two good episodes, a great story. Yep. And then this most recent episode, the one I watched the first half, where, um, the shapeshifters basically, you know, they're, Zions. the Zions have violated the treaty. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was a great first episode. I really look forward to the next one. And so I have episodes 8, 9, and 10 to watch
1: plus two Christmas specials. Uh, yeah. 8, 9, 10, 11.
0: Okay. 8, 9, 10, 11. Yes, that's right. And then two Christmas specials.
1: The thing that I loved about this season was it was the first time that they uh started doing what you were talking about where everything was a two-part episode. So they let yeah. you get into a bigger story, which if you look back, a lot of – I won't say all of, but a lot of the better Doctor Who episodes were two-parters because they really let you get into the meat of a yeah. story spread yeah. out. It's kind of like episodes of Sherlock, how they're an hour and a half long, and it exactly. really lets you do yeah. that. Um it if you also, look at the
0: original run of Doctor Who, mm-hmm. they, they had a lot of, like, two, three, and four-part yes. episodes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Sometimes even up to six episodes. Yes. Um, so. But it was neat, too, because every one of them was named, you know, like, the first two episodes were The Magician's Apprentice and The Witch's Familiar. The next two that you were talking about was Submarine. It was Under the Lake and Before the Flood. Uh, yep. The ones with Maisie Williams, the girl who died and the woman who lived. Yep. And now you're watching The Zygon Invasion and The Zygon Inversion. Yep. So, so it's uh
0: yeah, I'm I'm so glad I got the itch and I'm so glad that I started watching cuz it's like I really enjoy it. I'm really enjoying uh, this.
1: So I I'm really glad you did too. The last two episodes of the season especially, episodes 11 and 12, Heaven Sent yep. and Hellbent, has yep. one of the best stories I have seen in a long time. It just even now when I go back and watch it, it still chills me to watch. It's, you know, um, amazing.
0: David Tennant's still my favorite Doctor. That hasn't changed. Oh yet. yeah, um, but I, I'm I'm just I'm so glad because it's like I I was kind of missing the show and I was actually going to go back and watch David Tennant episodes, but then I said no let let me watch Peter Capaldi. John loves it. Just I'm just going to watch one and see what happens. What happened was I watched five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now as long as we're talking about Doctor Who news, that was on sure. my news list. Yes, um, Doctor Who. Interestingly, this will be Capaldi's final season. So everyone seems to get like three seasons. Whenever they first come on, they're always excited, and then after like the second season, they're like, "Okay, I'm exhausted," because they're constantly running back and forth. The doctor is in every scene of every episode for the most part, pretty much. So that actor has to be on set all the time. Shuff, shuttled back and forth, et cetera. So they do get exhausted and they're ready to go. But what's really interesting about this is when the show came back, you had uh, Russell T. Davies running the show and you had um, – oh my god, I can't even think of his name. The The first doctor when they came back, the one that Tennant took over.
0: Oh,
1: I, all I can think of is Eichelman. Uh, Christopher Eccleston. Eccleston, there we yep. go. And then he left – David Tennant came on for three seasons. When David Tennant left, uh, Stephen Moffat took over running the show, and we had yep. Matt Smith, and now we have Peter Capaldi. When Peter Capaldi leaves, it will be uh, Stephen Moffat leaving the show as well. This is Moffat's last season. So when yep. we get the next Doctor, it's going to be a new Doctor and a new showrunner. So it's going to be yep. another soft reset, which will be interesting because I wasn't a fan of Moffat's through a lot of it. I love Smith. I love Capaldi. I don't like some of Moffat's direction when he gets behind the director's chair. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see with the new guy. Now,
0: I've heard, I recently read some scuttlebutt rumors over them making the next Doctor a
1: woman. It's possible.
0: And one of the names that was thrown out there was Haley Atwell.
1: Yes. She's expressed interest. Fans have expressed interest. Right now, and I can't believe that I'm saying this, but it's actually a thing, the London Bookkeeper's have odds going on the different doctors, potentially. And a lot of them are long shots. Yeah. The number one pick is the kid who's been playing Q on the James Bond with Daniel Craig movies. Okay, yeah. The one who kind of looks like Andrew Garfield. Yep. Um, he's got one to six odds, and there's also one to six odds that it'll be a woman doctor. So those yep. seem to be the two front runners for the uh, bookies, at least. What do you think about them having the Doctor become a woman? Um, I'm trying to think where you are. Uh, they did it with the Master. You know, They did it with Missy, and she yep. actually proved to be quite a good foil. Uh, I think that it could work. I think a lot of longtime fans would not like it.
0: I, I think a lot of longtime fans would not like it as well. But I do remember they made the Master a woman with Missy. I yep. do remember that, yes.
1: And um, I think once you've finished out this season – it will help your opinions a little bit more, yeah, on the the matter, one way or the other. But it'll give you more of a feel for that. Possibility. Well,
0: honestly, you know what got me the itch? It wasn't the Mysterio episode. It was I heard some. It was the Husbands of River Song. Yes. Like that made me want to like when I think I think someone was talking about it recently or I read something recently or whatever, and were, I didn't get any spoilers or anything, which was great. But just that storyline, the idea of that story made me like that's a you know that's that's a throwback. Yep. You know to uh, David Tennant, and Matt Smith, and I would really like to I'd really like to see that storyline closed out. It's a very good storyline. So I felt like I had to watch leading up to this it. season. Yeah. Leading up to it. So I'd have the full details. That's what really got me going on. And that's, I was like, well, I'm going to give it a shot, Yep. you know? Um,
1: but yeah, it paid off. I'm glad. Now, uh, Dr. Who will come back for the 10th season, April 15th. Yep. And it'll run straight through until it's done. Yep. Uh, on the same day, Will be the premiere of Class, which is the yes. spin off show that takes place at uh, Cole Hill Academy, which was where his granddaughter was attending school mm-hmm. back when the show first yeah. premiered in 1963. Yes. Uh, and it's also where Claire was teaching, and we had a couple of episodes uh, during yep. Matt Smith's year, and actually Peter Capaldi, you know, when he was first trying to figure out who he was. So – that's going to be yep. interesting. I can't wait to see that show because it looks better and better every time I see a preview for it.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that myself.
1: <laughs> so, um, cool. Yeah the uh, the only other two news things that I had were that they've cast two relatively unknown actors for the live action Cloak and Dagger TV show. I'm not even going to get into it that much because like okay. I said they're relatively unknown. The characters are very unknown. I mean, I know who they are, but it's right. it's very obscure characters. So, there'll be more on that in the upcoming months, I'm sure. And surprisingly, this this kind of shocked me. So, I had to look at a couple of different sources to confirm it. Uh The Good Place was renewed for a second season. Yes, I saw that as well. I was kind of shocked because it was Me too. like it was their second confirmed renewal of the season, and for it to be that show, I mean, I loved it, I'm glad they're getting a second season, but I was shocked that it wouldn't be more, uh, like, touch and go, they were just yep. like, yep, and it came right on the heels of them announcing that This Is Us has been renewed for the next two seasons.
0: Yes, I okay, I saw that as well, and I was... Very pleased.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, they're they doubling down. They're like, yep, we got yeah. season two and three. So it's already renewed. They're happening. Yep, yep. So No new great.
0: episode this past week of that either. But no, no. Yeah. Um, I just – I still hope <coughs> we find out how dad died though this season. Like I want to know. Right. When and where. But
1: uh, I thought it was also interesting and telling, speaking of renewals, that uh, Frequency had its season finale the other day. And within two or three days, it was slated to be the entire season up on Netflix.
0: Yeah. Actually, last night when I was rolling through Netflix, uh, I saw it it was up there already and I went, whoa.
1: Yeah. I really (laughs) hope that means that it was canceled.
0: I feel like it's got to be. Yeah. I feel like it's got to be. Anyway,
1: that's all I got for this week.
0: Me too. So good. All right. Well, hey. Uh, thanks for listening. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, blah de blah, you can find us on uh, on various social media platforms. I am Superstar ML on all of them: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and
1: I'm the Quantum show. Geek G33K.
0: The show on the Twitter is at What Did You Watch, and on Instagram it's what I mean on uh, Facebook it's What Did You Watch This
1: Week. Yeah, I don't really think we need in an Instagram page for the.
0: No, we don't. We don't need an Instagram page for this
1: at all. But yeah, so thanks. Thanks, everybody. See you next week.